Welcome to the Orange County Catholic Radio Show. Each week, we bring you compelling conversation with church leaders and laity, talking about the things going on in our diocese and discussing the important issues that impact the world around us. We're coming to you from our studios on the campus of Christ Cathedral in Garden Grove, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. Here now to introduce our guest and today's topic is your host, Rick Howick. Welcome to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Ellen Roy, the Executive Director for Catholic Charities of Orange County. Welcome, Ellen. Thank you, Rick. And before we start into our discussion today, let's begin with a word of prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Dear Lord, we thank you for allowing us to come together today, and we ask you to bless our our discussion, that all of those who benefit from Catholic Charities would be blessed by the listening audience today, and that all of the listening audience would be blessed in this discussion about Catholic Charities of Orange. Help us, Lord, to do your will, and grant us all your loving embrace. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Today we're talking to Ellen Roy. Now, Ellen, you've become the the executive director for Catholic Charities not that long ago, um, Correct. a little bit less than a year ago. Right, June 15th of 2020. Are you liking the job? Oh, absolutely. Your boss is listening, by the way. <laughs> I hope he is, because I absolutely love it. Well, good. I'm glad you do, because you've got a major event starting, really, this week, coming yes. up in Holy Week. So we're broadcasting today on the Saturday before Holy Week. Normally, you have a fundraiser called a gala that, Mm -hmm. because of the COVID rules in California, we're not able to really produce this year. Correct. And I assume it had problems last year, which means that you had to do something else. And indeed, you have. What is it that's coming up this week that our listening audience is going to want to be involved with? Well, our first video just launched, well, will have launched today. Uh, no, you're absolutely right. We couldn't uh, go through with our Mardi Gras Gala, which has been an annual event for many, many years for Catholic Charities of Orange County. It was a great celebration, which took place the Saturday right before Ash Wednesday. And it was a very well-tended event, and Catholic Charities was able to raise hundreds of thousands of dollars over the years from this event. So when I got there, they'd already had the last Mardi Gras, and they did fairly well on it. But now we realize we weren't going to be able to have it this February when Lent started. So I had to think of what what can we do that can be really meaningful for the people. And because of all the suffering from COVID, a virtual video gala just didn't seem to fit with what we are at Catholic Charities. So we all put our heads together and we came up with... And we also realized that not enough people really know what Catholic Charities does on a day-to-day basis. So all during since COVID has hit, we've been open every day. Nobody's really worked from home. We've been there serving the poorest of the poor here in Orange County every day. Wow. So what we decided to do as we thought about it is take the Stations of the Cross and take them and really relate it to the services we provide at Catholic Charities. 
So we came up with a Walking with Christ video series, which is a series of eight videos, the first one being released today, then another one. What time is that being released? Nine o'clock in the morning. Okay, so it has just, just it, hit. The, in fact, we're in the process. Right. Of so that comes out, and then what is that going to cover? What's that? It's going to take the first, we're going to take each station of the cross and we're going to relate it to a service we provide at Catholic Charities. Like the one coming out today is really going to show the work we do at our Cantley Food Pantry in Santa Ana. And that's been one of the, one of our services that has been the most impacted by COVID. Prior to COVID, it was a walk-in pantry where people could come and drive in and pick out their food. And we served maybe a couple hundred families a week. Now, since COVID hit, we've had to go to a drive through service, and we serve over 2,700 families a week. So wow. we're open three days a week uh, from 7 a.m. till 12 p.m. And through that time frame, between 900 to 950 cars go through a day. Wow. So wait, let's let's back up for a moment. This used to be the equivalent to a grocery store type of thing. Yes. Where people would walk in and... and, Be able to pick out, yes. Right. So everything's up on the shelves and you just kind of go and pick what you want and and you've got your food and you go. Now you have to have volunteers assemble those things. Absolutely. And so they have to be guessing, I assume, what people want or need. Well, we get a lot since COVID hit. The Orange County Food Bank, Second Harvest... Those places have really had to pull together, too, because the demand, it's not just from our food pantry. It's actually nationwide, as a lot of people have seen on TV. The cars at our Cantley Food Pantry are lined up almost a mile long before we even start. So we get the food in boxes, and then we do collect a lot from various churches, do food drives. They have been during COVID, and the volunteers then have to take those that come in from the food drives and assemble them into bags. Then we literally have shopping carts that we push around in the warehouse. <laughs> it's quite an operation to see. And it's, wow. And people are moving because we, we're trying to get as many people through as we can because you can see these people are hungry. They don't have anywhere else to go. Well, a lot of people who are impacted by COVID are impacted in different ways, in mm-hmm. entirely different ways, and they're they're segregated from people who are impacted in different ways. Right. So those who have been fortunate enough to have a job that allows them to work from home, financially they've probably kept most of their finances intact. They have their everyone is suffering from from being isolated at home because we're in a shutdown uh, state right now. Mm-hmm. But other than that, for people who've been able to work at home, they're not necessarily feeling that pinch of of no money. Right. But we've got a number of people who did not have the type of job that can work at home. Oh, anybody right. who's a service employee, everybody who's been in a restaurant, everybody who's been uh, doing any, any type of services. And what's really the, when I first started uh, with Catholic Charities in June, one of the first places I visited was our food pantry. And when I saw that, it was literally overwhelming, Rick. You just don't realize people are in such need. And it wasn't just you look at it and go, oh, these are all super poor people in cars. You could see these were people that literally just lost their jobs and were okay before that. And just the overwhelming uh, feeling of compassion and, oh, my gosh, this is what Catholic Charities does, was just super moving. And it, it 
really changed how I looked at Orange County in general, because unless you see it, you really don't realize it, but it's right here, right in front of us. Well, and and that's really kind of the point. Those of us, my wife's job has stayed. I, I, my, my full-time gig is as a a student. I'm finishing up a PhD program Mm -hmm. in, in religion. My wife though has had her job. She's been able to work at home. And so we have been sort of isolated from some of that problems. There's a number of families who are only in their home because the state has said you can't evict people right now. Yes. And when that's lifted, when things get back to quote-unquote normal and they start allowing people to be evicted, it's going to be a mess. It's already. We're dealing with that. And so that's why through this video series, we're hoping to really reach people and get them to see Catholic Charities is out there. We're the boots on the ground, and we're helping, whether it's providing food, as you'll see in the video series, counseling services. There's been a higher rate of demand for our services because of depression, isolation, all of that. And with our immigration services is another huge piece you'll see come across in the video. There's a lot of people in need. And I want to talk about those those other things. I want to stick with this pantry for just a moment and then... I want to make sure in this first segment uh, that we also have talked about how people can listen to the rest of the series after they've left this radio program. Mm-hmm. This pantry then, the people that line up and they, they get their food, there's no charge for this? No, it's absolutely free, and we don't ask any questions. We right. ask for no verification of anything. I mean, honestly, if you're going to wait in a line a mile long, yeah, we believe you need the food. I'm one of those guys that would go to the to the markdown section of the supermarket. They usually have a little back room yeah. area, <laughs> and I'll look to see what's there because I'm sorry, a lot of that stuff is still very, very yes. good. Yeah. But every once in a while, they'll throw wine they've marked down. Yes, and they quote unquote <laughs> marked it down so you could get bargain wine for twenty five dollars a bottle. Who's going to go to the bargain <laughs> section to buy twenty five dollar bottle of wine? Right. So it's like, okay, but here, this is all free. Yes. Okay. So if they're coming through, do you have specialty sacks? If someone comes through and says, I, I'm a vegan, I can't, I don't, or whatever. Or... No, we don't have that. It's okay. just there's too many people coming sure. through. We do try to accommodate if, well, what, what the people will usually do, the boxes are separated between meat, dairy, and produce. So they will okay. tell us then, no, please, no meat or no dairy. Oh, okay. So you've got it segregated then in a way. And if we can, yes, we try and Okay, so you can get produce, and so if you need green leafy vegetables, you've got that. Right. Um, do you get fresh stuff in? Yes, yes, we do. We have in within our uh, distribution warehouse, we have huge walk-in freezer and refrigerator. So the produce that comes in yes it's being able to kept fresh and usually we get it out in the same day we're getting deliveries every day now these deliveries they're not coming just from individual households these are no these are coming from the second harvest food bank and community action partnership out of garden grove okay and then the the uh, second harvest food bank they're not run by catholic charities but they're kind of a distribution hub yes they're actually a food bank. So food goes there or comes there from wherever all the donations so, are coming in from larger corporations. So maybe maybe grocery stores that have a policy of donating to a food bank? Yes. So um, their stuff would go there, and then it gets out very quickly? Oh, yeah. See, the food bank doesn't deliver um, to the end, well, I'll call the end user. The food pantries, we're the ones that have the contact with the people who are actually going to You send a truck. (laughs) Yeah. You you send a truck, and and you find out what they've been given from the the grocery stores, 
and other groups that might have access to food that they want to donate in. They may have overestimated what they need, so they're going to give it away. And they usually deliver to us. We'll, we're part of another food rescue program, too. So we're getting food from a lot of different places to be okay. able to handle the demand. So some of our listening audience might have their own business. They might have their own food business of some sort. They could contact you and see if it's appropriate for them to be part of your program. If they did that, what would be a good uh, contact? Is there a website or a phone number? Um, If they go to our website at ccoc.org, all my contact information is on there, and they can contact me directly or also so that was the direct- C- ccoc.org. Org, yes. Okay. And then there's a place there for Cantley, and we have our program director listed there. They could also contact him, Michael Gerno, directly. Okay. So if anybody is listening who has a business in Orange County that has food as part of what it does, and you have a tendency to throw out food that isn't bad, it isn't right. rancid, it isn't expired, because I take it expired is a bad thing. Right. Okay. Especially if it's fresh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true, too. But if it, if you've got stuff at the end of the day, it's possible. It might be that you, it could qualify to be part of your program. Absolutely. At least make the contact to find out. Right. Wow. We're talking today with Ellen Roy, Executive Director of Catholic Charities of Orange County. And we're talking because uh, we have a an event that's happening this week, starting today, actually right now, but... Please don't leave just yet because we've got yeah. more information to go out on a video series that they have done that will air every day of the Holy Week. Correct. And so from these days going forward, we're going to be able to look at all these these different things that are going on with Catholic Charities. This is actually meant to be a fundraiser type thing in lieu of the gala. When we come back, we're going to talk about how people can tune into these things. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio, and we will be right back. Here's a word of reflection from Christ Cathedral organist and host of Sounds from the Sanctuary, David Ball. In St. Louis, there used to be these sort of clubs for Eucharistic adoration. It was really people watching the church all night. Each person would take an hour with the Blessed Sacrament exposed. My parents, we we used to do this a couple times. And so I remember going to St. Gabriel, the Archangel in South St. Louis. It would be one in the morning and you'd knock on the door and the one person who was scheduled for that hour would come out, look through a little peephole, let you in, and then you'd lock your yourself in the church for an hour of stillness and meditation and prayer and whatever. And as a kid, it was interesting. It just introduced the idea of stillness to me at a young age. Catch Sounds from the Sanctuary Saturday nights at 10 on Relevant Radio or find the podcast at OCCatholic.com. back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Ellen Roy, the Executive Director for Catholic Charities of Orange County. And we've begun talking about a program that is happening this week that you're all going to want to tune into during Holy Week. Holy Week, of course, is the holiest of weeks for the Catholic calendar. And this is when we all commit to spending a little more time reflecting on what our call is before Christ. And personal piety and personal holiness is always accompanied with 
how we treat the people around us. The final exam questions in Matthew 25 are always, when I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was thirsty, did you give me drink? When I was naked, did you clothe me? When I was sick or in prison, did you visit me? He doesn't seem to ask how many masses you went to or how many rosaries you did. Those were expected to be preparatory, so that way you are now loving enough to reach out to the people around us. And that's where Catholic Charities comes in. Catholic Charities is a spiritual opportunity to be able to turn a little of your life toward the people who are in need and to be able to participate in helping those who are hungry or thirsty or who need your help. And we've been talking about a program that is going on this week. Today's the first day of the program. And if you're listening to us, you've missed the first one of these, but there's going to be plenty more to choose from. All this week we're going to be there's going to be a a video that you're able to participate in to help explain what Catholic Charities does and to try to help you get involved with helping them. So with that in mind, we have Ellen Roy on. And Ellen, thank you very much for being here. We were talking about the food bank in Santa Ana. Mm -hmm. Tell me a a little bit, what else do the videos go through? Because that's one of the videos you mentioned highlights the food bank. Tell me, if they had tuned in today or if they're tuning in the next few videos, what does this video program look like? Sure. it's And if you missed the first one when it launches today, you can access it anytime on our website. Ah, They're going to okay. be available all so the time. So you can actually go see today's. Don't yeah. leave the radio to broadcast today. It's there all the time. You can go see this. It'll be a podcast to be able to, to look at a video cast. Okay. So you can go look at today's video as well. Correct. What will they see on this video? They'll see the Stations of the Cross and the Stations of the Cross will then be related through a meditation to the services that we're providing here at Catholic Charities. Okay. Now, how long is that video going to be? They're only about three to three and a half minutes long. So there'll be two. There'll be two each time. Okay. Each day. Well, two will be released each day, so we get through the 14 stations, so that's seven days. And on the eighth day, which will be Holy Saturday, will be the summary one. Oh, that is so cool. So these are going to be small vignettes that basically yes. highlight something that Jesus has called us to do in Catholic Charities applies or, or engages in in the community around Absolutely. Yeah, there's going to be a – we'll do the station. There will be a meditation and then how is that calling you to help the lesser of our brothers and sisters and relating that to what Catholic Charities is doing day in and day out, helping our brothers and sisters in need. How do you make money off that? <laughs> it's, <laughs> a a generosity, it's a fundraiser, <laughs> and we hope this is a little different twist on a okay. fundraiser to make it a little more meaningful. And we really there's are... There's no cost to view these. No, there's no cost to view them. And we really want to get out there that Catholic Charities is the social services arm of the Diocese of Orange. So you're really not making money off these directly at all. You're only, I assume there's a, 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 a an address to, or to, some way to send money if yes, you want Yes, there to. is. If you go on there, there'll be, if you feel compelled, please donate or volunteer. We're always looking for volunteers at our food pantry. That's where we have the most call for volunteers. That is so cool because at a gala, which you've normally done a gala, yes. Uh, having been in Catholic education myself for many years, I know what galas are, and they're, <laughs> they cost a lot of money to go to, and only therefore really so many people can go. 
This is open to everybody. It's open to everybody, and I just believe that it's more applicable, a series like this, because, again, at Catholic Charities, you want to see what are we doing? How are we helping around in the local community? And I think it's, it's more moving for people to get involved in the social services endeavor that we do. I think there's a number of people, especially that have been sensitized uh, over the course of this last year uh, to the plight of people who suddenly find themselves in no fault of their own. And we can debate fault all we all want to want. Uh, in normal seasons. But right now, certainly, you can, you, you can make the case that many of the people that are seeking your services, they've done nothing wrong. Absolutely. And I'm sorry, but $1,400 in relief payment isn't going to go for very long it doesn't. In the, in, within the boundaries of the Diocese of Orange. No. So if you're going to try to stretch it out and live here, the services of Catholic Charities are very important. So this is a time when you shouldn't have to go to a gala. You shouldn't right. have to be, okay, there's a whole bunch of auction items I can get on this table over here. I can bid on a, on a trip or on a, on, a, on a cabin somewhere or, or a vacation. And get it for a bargain, but still someone donated it so the money goes to Catholic Charities. We're not doing that this year. No, and all the money that we're raising off of this this year, it's really going in direct relief to people. The amount of people that come to our doors every day, and I'm there every day, and I see these people come up. They're behind in their rent. They're behind in their utilities. I had a lady call me on a Saturday in tears. She was about to be evicted from her senior, and this is the part that's just so alarming. We have so many seniors uh, in our community that are really having problems. They were going to evict her for four hundred dollars in back utilities, and we oh, wow. and we had already been in contact with the landlord to say she's a client of ours. We're going to cover those utilities, and they didn't. The check didn't get there. We had issued the check, so I called the landlord and made it really clear. I mean, you can't do this. This poor woman, she's in her, well, I'm in my, starting my 60s, so it's particularly uh, impactful, and she's crying. Where is she going to go? She has no family. We're we're seeing that more and more with the elderly, but we're there to help them, and these funds are going for our emergency uh, relief services, and there's so many people here in Orange County that are getting behind in rent. And these are the people that we don't often think about, but they're the ones who live in almost all the houses you see when you drive by. Yeah. Keep in mind that we have a, a number of uh, palatial estates in, in Orange County, but the vast majority of the people who live here, they work day to day. And when their jobs have been cut, which is a huge number of them, they're relying on the mercy of, of not being uh, thrown out of the house. Right. And they're relying on help from other people. While they scramble to find the few jobs that are out there, they're just they're not there right now. And especially if they're seniors, they may have been at a job a long time, but sure. now that business went out of business. And for them to try and get another job, yeah, it's just really difficult. We like to pride ourselves as a nation saying that we've outlawed age discrimination, but you can outlaw something that doesn't mean it goes away. <laughs> no, no, and it, it can be very hard for people. Yes. So when we're talking about these videos, these videos, there's a way for people to, there's going to be information for how they can donate. Correct. So anybody who wants to donate right now to Catholic Charities, their money, you're saying, is going to go directly to relief services. Relief and our Cantley Food Pantry. Okay. 
So it's going to go to the pantry and it's going to go to direct relief for like mm-hmm. rent or for utilities. There is no real off the top for this money that's being donated right now. No. Cuz the your other expenses, you make a salary. Right. Your other expenses are already covered. And we do some got. other direct, you know, some other fundraising. But right now, our greatest need is to be able to cover the expenses of our food pantry and our emergency relief funds. So, again, just to, to make it clear for anybody who's listening, the money you donate right now during this program this week for these short little videos that are going to be online, we're going to tell people how to get a hold of mm-hmm. these online. But those that money that's donated right now this week, all of it is going to go to the relief done through the pantries or or given directly in relief to people who are otherwise are, are, are desperate to no fault of their own right now during these times. That is correct, Rick. If they want to watch these videos, how do they go about doing them? They can go to our website at www.ccoc.org. That's Catholic Charities Orange County dot org. So CCOC, correct. all right. And you go to our event page and you'll see the whole the uh, event page. The event page and it'll come up Walking with Christ. Walking with Christ is the name of the series, yes. and it has to do with walking the stations of the, the cross. cross. Okay, so they can go to, to CCOC and go to the event page, and they can do Walking with Christ, and they can then there'll be a list of the ones that have been released so far. Yes. Now, you're only releasing two a day. Correct. And they're three to four minutes apiece, so mm-hmm. they're they're short. They're very short. So today, they can go to your website, and they can go ahead and download or or view number one and number two. Mm-hmm. So when they see number one and number two, we were talking, they're going to see, it's number one is going to highlight the uh, pantry. What's number two doing? Is it another part of that? or yeah, it's, it's another part of it. Number two is going to highlight the counseling services that we're offering and that we have been offering. And we have a lot going on in some of the Catholic grade schools to really get in there as an intervention for some of the students that are having trouble. And you'll see some testimonials on there from parents, how our counseling program has really helped them and their children. A lot of people don't realize it, but the Catholic schools are in session. Uh, Mm -hmm. They're actually meeting physically at their sites. We have one Catholic school that has gone totally online. The rest of the Catholic schools are all on campus, though they also offer um, some hybrid material for people who, who can't be on campus. But they're all there, which means the kids are there. And many of them have been families that have been with these schools for a long time. So the schools are generally keeping them where possible, but a lot of their families are suffering too. So this is a counseling service that you're offering through the schools to help the kids deal with this. And really the, the goal is to help the child so they're able to stay in the Catholic school and therefore keep the parents in with the Catholic education. Because if the child is really having some troubles and nobody intervenes, the child leaves the Catholic school, then typically the parents are leaving the Catholic Church too. So we really want to be instrumental in keeping the child in school and then the parents engaged in the Catholic faith. People don't realize this, but when I was a principal, uh, one of the things that, that struck me most was how Catholic schools generate generations of Catholic families. Uh, because if you start your children in Catholic school, say kindergarten, and you've got three, four children, uh, if you it used to be if you were a good Catholic, eight was a was a medium family. Yes. But now it's three, four children. 
you're still spread out over the next 10 years or so with your kids, and they're going to go through for eight years. So count yourself 20 years at that Catholic school, meeting these parents, knowing these teachers, developing relationships, and these are relationships that will last with you for the rest of your life. They, they really are. And Not coming, just your children's lives. Exactly. And part of what shaped me, or I should say not even part, a major part of what shaped who I am today was my experience in a Catholic grade school. So that second video is on the counseling services available. And if people want to see those videos, they can go to ccoc.com uh, or dot .org. Dot .org. Dot org ccoc.org and go to the events tab and they can download it from there. When we come back, I want to talk a little bit more about the rest of these that are going to be coming up, some sneak previews, because what we just talked about is already being released, so we haven't revealed too much, but I do want to get some sneak previews in. And then I want to ask a couple questions of you personally, Ellen. Okay. Because you strike me as someone who has taken her faith seriously. I want to know why. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and we will be right back. Creating powerful moments on Orange County Catholic Radio. Here's host Rick Howick. I can tell you a a story about a a guy who was at a parish I used to attend back in Hemet. His name was Jerry. Jerry was confined to a wheelchair. He was in his 80s. He couldn't talk anymore. He was a Baptist who had been married to his wife who was Catholic, and they had an agreement that he would take her and the children to the Catholic Mass, and then he would go on Wednesday nights to a Bible study for the Baptists. And Jerry had been going for years, and I saw him there sitting in the wheelchair, and he looked like he was enjoying himself while he was there. And I went up to him, and I asked Jerry, I said, hey, Jerry, you're a Baptist. Do you like being here with all of us doing this whole Catholic Eucharist thing? And he nodded his head enthusiastically and smiled at me. And I said, well, Jerry, if you ever want to become a Catholic, let me know. And he (laughs) nodded his head. Mm -hmm. I said, Jerry, are you saying you'd like to become a Catholic? And Mm -hmm. he nodded his head and began to cry. And I looked at his wife, who looked at me with these shocked eyes. I said, have you ever asked him? I said, not in years. And she came back with him the next week and signed me up as his sponsor, and he wanted to go through an abbreviated version Mm -hmm. of RCIA. A couple of weeks later, he was brought into the Roman Catholic Church, and he died about three months after that as a a Catholic. Mm -hmm. Now, from my perspective, he may not have ever come to that without going through the suffering he went Mm -hmm. through, the silence that he dealt with, the confinement he had in his wheelchair, and yet the love, because he was now dependent. This most independent man Mm -hmm. who was going to provide for his family now had been dependent for years on his wife and on the good people around him. He was dependent, and that changed his life at the end. Mm -hmm. Why would we want to short-circuit that? For more, go to OCCatholic.com. That's OCCatholic.com. Or visit the Diocese of Orange Facebook page. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio, coming to you high atop the Tower of Hope, where Catholic faith is crystal clear. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Ellen Roy, Executive Director for Catholic Charities of Orange County, And we've been talking about this event that's going on all week this week where Catholic Charities on their website at ccoc.org is making available each day a new set of two short videos, three to four minutes apiece, that are components to the Stations of the Cross. And each of these videos is highlighting a different ministry that 
Catholic Charities engages, it does. So the first two, for example, were on a pantry that is used in Santa Ana that feeds literally thousands of people a month who otherwise would go hungry in Santa Ana. And it's become very important for a whole bunch of people who never thought they'd ever use a food pantry because of COVID. And the second video also released today is on the counseling services that are made available to Catholic students, especially uh, in the Diocese of Orange, and how they're helping to keep families holistic and whole. And we've got a number of different videos that are going to be released, each of them on a different uh, highlighted ministry. And we'll talk about those in a moment, but I promised our listening audience that I would start digging deep into your deep, dark past, Ellen. (laughs) Actually, not quite that. I mostly want to know, why are you here? You're new to this position, if we can say that less than a year, that's reasonably new. Mm -hmm. You took over for someone who had been in it long enough to retire from it. That's correct. This must be a pretty fulfilling role. What got you to this point? What got you involved with wanting to dedicate your your career to helping people? I guess it start, It really started back in Catholic grade school when I was in the second grade. I just made my first communion, and we used to go to daily mass back then. For those of you who remember that far back, daily mass in Catholic grade schools. And I grew up in Toledo, Ohio. And I was at mass one day, and I just felt this overwhelming I knew there was call. something good about you. I was born in Barberton, Ohio. Oh, the big football Buckeye. town. Yeah, <laughs> big football town. <laughs> Tiger Town, USA. Anyway, yes. go ahead. And I felt this real call that I was supposed to do something in service of Christ. And at the time, I thought being a little kid and the only people I saw really in service were the priests and the nuns. So I thought, oh, I must be called to be a nun. But... I really didn't want to do that. (laughs) So I kind of put it to the side, ignored it, you know, grew up, went to college, got married, had four kids. And then I turned 50. I won't say how long ago, but that little nudging started to come back again that I needed to take everything from my business career and actually apply it to helping people. I felt I really. And you had a business career. Yes. What were you doing before? Oh, I spent most uh, aerospace. I, I ran wow. a subsidiary of McDonnell Douglas, Boeing, wow. and then we bought it and sold it. And then I ran a commercial flooring company. And that's right about that time is when I hit 50 and decided I needed the career change instead of this, you know, crazy. See, some people think that, that it, midlife crises are only for men. They're no, for women. Have... God gives these. Yes. <laughs> and I definitely. What are you going to do one. with yours? <laughs> and, and then the calling just became so strong. It's like you have to do something for me, basically. And so I did a couple different things uh, that were Catholic related. And then before I came to Catholic Charities, I was at another uh, nonprofit organization. And I really started the whole time I was there. I really knew that wasn't it either. And so I started, this is going to sound strange, but it's the absolute truth. I kept praying every day, you know, I really want to work for the bishop. <laughs> That's what I really <laughs> want to do. I want to serve the man who's tasked with serving Christ in Orange I, County. I, I really did. And that's, yeah. that's really what was coming. I said, I really want to work for the bishop. But what a humble prayer, though, if you think about it. Wow. Yes, that's it. Uh, that's, Thank that's you for praying it. Yeah. And so I wasn't really looking for a job and... My predecessor, Tita Smith, was retiring, so they were looking for a new executive director. 
and I got tapped by a headhunter, and I wasn't wow. even looking. And I heard that, and I was like, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this is exactly. Right out of the blue. That's fantastic. And then coming to Catholic Charities. Was it the Catholic headhunter? No. No, okay. Oh, I'm not sure. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. Was that out of New York? No, they okay. were here out of, uh, okay. they were local. And then I got here, and I, and I witnessed for myself the amazing things that are being done at Catholic Charities, and it's like people don't know. Yeah. They really, really, really need to know. And these people that all of them that are work at Catholic Charities, it's the most amazing people I've ever worked with in my career. So let me pause for a moment because you've, you've, I think there's an inspirational thing here that's very interesting. Most of us somewhere in our lives, if we're Catholic, we do have a moment or two where we really feel, are we called? Mm-hmm. And most of us answer, well, not to become a priest or a nun. Yeah. So it's done, right, God? <laughs> And and you're a living testament that no, no, God is always calling us. The question yes. is to what and when. Right. And he called you to be a mom and he called you to be a businesswoman mm-hmm. and he called you to do a whole bunch of things, some of which were in preparation for what you're doing now. Oh, there's no question when I look back. It's like now that it's like the pieces of the puzzle <laughs> all fit in. So if you're in your 50s or 40s or 60s and you're feeling like God is calling you to make a switch... You can still make a switch and serve God in some more direct way. In this case, a very practical way of helping yes. to lead Catholic charities. And I had wow. no idea when I told the owner of the commercial flooring company that I was leaving, I had no idea what I was going to do. I just knew I had to leave. Wow. And it really, when I look back, it really is a, a really leap of faith. But when you put that all into God's hands, he does know better. <laughs> There's he no does. question he, about that. He does. Yeah. But it's also, it's kind of funny because people say, what if I make the wrong decision when I'm listening to my call with God? Oh, he can work with you anyway. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you've made the wrong decision, to work with that too. Oh my goodness. Yes, it wasn't a, a nice journey when yeah. I left the commercial world or the for-profit world. It was a very bumpy journey. But all of those had lessons that I really needed to learn till I got here. And I'm saying there's more lessons to learn, I'm no, sure. No, I'm sure, but there, it reminds me of the country song that's out there, God bless the broken road that led me straight to you. Mm-hmm. Well, God bless the broken road yes. that led you straight to Catholic Charities in the service of the bishop. All right. So, Ellen, we are all inspired that we might be able to do more, but not all of us are called to serve as the leader of mm-hmm. Catholic Charities. Some of us are called to simply empower Catholic Charities, and they can do so. With large, huge amounts of money, if they've got a million dollars they would like to give today, they can do that. <laughs> but they can do it with small amounts of sure. money, especially if a whole bunch of people do that. Ten, twenty, a hundred. Anything, everything. Anything you're able to give would be good. Yes. So let's go back to what Catholic Charities does, because they're being highlighted in, in these movies. Without necessarily going through the rest of these movies, because I don't want to take away the thunder. Right. Let's just talk for a moment. What are some of the other things that Catholic Charities does, other than the food pantry, and the counseling service. We also have a long history of providing immigration services to people. That's a controversial topic. It sure is. It so sure let's is. let's separate ourselves from the controversy for just a moment. Regardless of how people feel about what's going on right now at the border, we have families that believed it was okay to come because their government told them that our right. government told them, y'all come, and we're not going to enforce certain rules, so they're here. So regardless of any of that, we've got a bunch of poor immigrant families who are here. And we're told by Christ we cannot ignore the people on our doorstep who are suffering. Right. I mean, after all, I have to say this. 
I personally wish that we had people that followed the rules, but if someone tells you, but we're not going to follow the rules, and I'm a poor person from El Salvador, I'm going to move my family to where I find the best country in the world, and that's going to be here in the United States. And if I'm being told I can do it this way, I'm going to do it. So, And I think most of us, if we're being honest, we'd probably at least consider that. Mm-hmm. So taking the politics out of it, we now have all these people who in good faith wanted to bring their children, wanted to bring their families, wanted to start a new life. And they're here. And they're hungry and they're poor. What does Catholic Charities do? Well, you've said it very well, Rick, because that's exactly what we're faced with. These these are humans. They're our fellow brothers and sisters in Christ, yeah. and we're called to help them. And so what we help them do is to get either their green card or papers that allow them to work. And once they're allowed to work here, they're paying taxes and Social Security just like everybody else. They're going to be here anyway. Right. Now, how can we get them so that they can actually? Get and a we job? provide them. We try to. We get them on a path for citizenship. We have a, a grant that we work on getting them their citizenship. And already this year, we've had two people get their citizenship through okay. Catholic charities. So and we're we, talking about they're, they're they're actually working through the system now. They're yes, they're to actually be part of the system. Yes, they're doing it legally. Yes, they're. We don't do anything illegal. Everything's okay. legal. And for the DACA people. People have to realize they have to do, spend years documenting that they've been here. And some of these people, they don't know how to work their way through the system. And so we help them so they get their paperwork in order. Uh, we give them counseling again. And a lot of times there's a lot of cross crossing between our services. Like you'll see uh, a lot of these immigrants, they got a lot of, there's depression, they're scared. And we're helping them get counseling. We uh, refer them over to our food pantry. And then a lot of them are dealing with family unification issues. Sure. The one parent will be here. The children are in another country. And when you step back and just look at it from the human aspect, a family divided like that, that's that's not who we are. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. Yes. And that's something that we need to remember, that when Jesus was in Egypt, he was an immigrant there, too. And the bottom line really is we've got a number of people who are in need of basic help to get out of fear, to get out of the shadows so that they can reemerge or emerge into a society where they want to help our society. And we're talking about doing it legally. Absolutely. How can they, how can they do this legally? And therefore, this is something that the, the bishops, many of whom are on different sides of the fence when it comes to how people should be let in. But all of the bishops are united behind trying to help the people who are here for struggling and how to get them to be legal. And they want to be a productive part of society. Two of our employees, we help them get legal and do everything right, and they now work for Catholic Charities helping other people. See, that's the other thing is that a lot of the the people that you're helping out are going to contribute to society. Absolutely. Here you're talking about two who are actually working in yes. Catholic charities to help other people and, who are suffering. Yes, and one who we helped his mother, he's now a, a he's a professor at Chapman. So wow. So there's a lot. These people do want to work. They want to be part of society, just like I'm a product of immigrants. I'm a second generation. Yeah. My grandfather was born in Italy. Yeah, and, and so and my other grandmother was born in Romania. And I grew up in a neighborhood of immigrants from Hungary and Italy. And. What Catholic Charities does is help take care of 
the human suffering side Absolutely. of this. Absolutely. Regardless of your politics, yes. human suffering is something we can all agree we want to eliminate. Um, Absolutely. People shouldn't be used as pawns in no. political games that are going on. And the bottom line is we've got people who are suffering. They're not pawns. They're not. And then especially when you have to, if everybody had to deal with them one-on-one, you'd look differently at that picture and you would be feel compelled to help them and to recognize their inherent human dignity. When we come back, I want to go over the other, the rest of your list. You've got a whole bunch of other things Catholic Charities do. We've only got one more section to be able to do this in. You're listening to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host, and with me today is Ellen Roy, who's the Executive Director for Catholic Charities of Orange County. And we've been talking about the Stations of the Cross videos that have been released today. And I, that's kind of true, kind of not. Two of the 14 have been released today. Uh, and they're going to be released two each day over the course of this Holy Week. And they are addressing different issues of Catholic charities. We've told you once how to get to them. We're going to tell you again how to find them and how you can donate to Catholic charities and all these other things that they do when we come back. Reflections from Father Al Baca, Director for Evangelization and Faith Formation in the Diocese of Orange, California. I need to be evangelized. I need to re-evangelize myself constantly because that is a great deception of that somehow I have made it. You know, somehow because I uh, recite my rosary, because I go to Mass. These are wonderful things, right? Mass, the, the summit, you know, the beginning and the end of the Christian life, the rosary, the weapon of the Virgin Mary given to us, you know, against darkness and, and heresy and so forth. But these do not have the potential filled, if I can say it that way, until that relationship with Jesus Christ is forefront. We all know and remember Father Benedict Rochelle, wonderful, wonderful priest. I remember a number of times having conversations with him, and, and he told me, when Catholics love the church first, in other words, when they come to Catholicism and their faith and their religion through the church first, when something goes wrong in the church, a lot of them chatter. When Catholics love Jesus Christ first, he teaches them how to love his church how to love his bride. That's the way he said it. And I thought that is so profound because when I love Jesus Christ, then he teaches me how to deal with the wounds, with the disappointments, and with the humanness of the church. But the other way around, it may not be so successful. For more, go to OCCatholic.com. That's OCCatholic.com. And welcome back to Orange County Catholic Radio. I'm Rick Howick, your host. With me today is Ellen Roy, Executive Director for Catholic Charities of Orange County. And before we go any further, I want to thank you, so I don't forget later when we're in the process of telling people how they can listen to this podcast again. But Ellen, thank you very much for coming over here and and talking to us about this fundraiser Stations of the Cross event that we've been talking about and all of the things that's, that you're highlighting with Catholic Charities. Thank you for coming in and sharing this with oh, us. Oh, thank you for having me, Rick. And my hope is, of course, that some of our listening audience will go to your website and if they feel the call from God to give. But I also hope that they'll watch the videos because the videos highlight these different things that mm-hmm. Catholic Charities does. We were talking about uh, earlier on, the first two have been released today, and they've been released from, and here's, write this down if you don't, if you haven't already, 
The website is ccoc.org, so Catholic Charities Orange County.org, ccoc.org. And you go to the events tab, and when you go to the events tab, they'll have Walking Being with Christ. Walking with Christ is the name of the series, and it has to do with these with walking the stations of the cross with them. And each of these is a three to four minute video that highlights a different ministry that Catholic Charities does. The first two have been released today, and those are the services that are provided through the food pantry in Santa Ana, and the other one is on the counseling that is done for children in Catholic schools. And then we have a number of other ones that are going to be released. We were talking about the immigration services that are provided to Catholic Charities, and the services are meant to help people deal with the, the humanity of simply being here as an immigrant. And we are reminded by Christ that we should welcome the stranger. And that's part of our Catholic upbringing. What else does Catholic Charities do for people who are interested in giving money? We also run a camp, which we are expanding, called Camp Recreation. And that's for children and young adults with disabilities. All right, let's talk about that for a moment. I take it with COVID that's had to be curtailed. It has, it has. So what we're doing is reworking the whole concept of camp recreation and having one-day events where, for instance, we had a drive-through Santa, we had a Three Kings Day where we passed out toys, and we're really then looking to expand that into more one-day services and also provide additional services to the parents and the caregivers of these kids and young adults. Now, as we get closer to normal and people, more and more people, May 1st comes and everyone's eligible to get the shot. So but as we get further and further along in recovering from the pandemic, what has this camp looked like in the past that I assume is going to be similar to what it will be in the future? Somewhat, but we want to do more of an expansion of our services. Growing up, my uncle was Down syndrome, and I saw my grandmother basically devote her life to taking care of him. And there was not a whole lot of support services available for her and my grandfather to really help with that. You know, there's a lot of things that go on with youngsters and young adults with disabilities. It's very time-consuming, and there's a lot of stress. You can get compassion fatigue. And we really want to provide a lot more support services to the parents and caregivers and a lot more single days of different activities that are fun for the kids. Something they can all look forward to that they then have fun at. Compassion fatigue. I've never heard the term before, but I think I know exactly what you're talking about. So people who are very good-hearted, who've been taking care of someone literally for years, they can burn out too. You can. And if you don't have any outlet, and the thing with compassion fatigue is you don't necessarily recognize it's happening. And you just become mean and crabby and you don't know why. Exactly. Part do. Of it. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm... Or you become sarcastic. All these things start happening. I, I, <laughs> early on in my career, I, I taught special ed. So I, I've seen, so you've seen some it, examples yeah. of people yeah. who were in special ed a little too long. Mm-hmm. I, I did. And it was interesting to see because the ones who'd been there for a short time were often the best teachers. The ones who were lifers were often the worst teachers. And there wasn't anybody in between. Wow. <laughs> it was like, wow. And I had someone explain it to me. It, you can't go on the way these teachers are doing without burning out. Correct. And the ones that have burned out leave and go on to teach something else. And the other ones stay way too long. Right. And what you're saying is there are 
remedies for that that people need. So you're empowering people mm-hmm. who are taking care of those who are having a difficulty with, with what other people would call normalcy. Right. How to care for people who have special needs, and you're helping to empower them. Absolutely. And we, and I look this as an opportunity to really, again, expand our services so we can help more people. Okay. That's an ongoing program. What about people who are in immediate need right now? We have a, what I'll call our emergency relief services. That That's another one. And we obviously have to do that through our own funds. There's not a whole lot of grants out there. Although we do have a grant that we're working with Santa Ana that's just for emergency rental relief, but that's just for the people in Santa Ana. Yeah, okay. And people need other things. Uh, utilities is a, another big one. And just sometimes they need clothes. They, they just need all kinds of different stuff. Or if you're a young family, diapers are a huge expense. So we're starting to stock up on them. So we're able to do that for the families. And anything that they really need, we're trying to be the bridge yeah. to kind of help them over that and to get them settled onto the other side. But there's just... The need is so great right now that it's it's a challenge for us. So this isn't for a, a chronic long-term no. economic thing. This is, gosh, I'm a, I'm a waitress, and I just got lost my job a month ago, and I'm now out of money, and they're going to shut off my utilities. That's what this is for. And it's also for, exactly, we'll give you a real-life instance. We had an elderly man who just came up to our door. He had all kinds of issues, couldn't find anyone to help him. Someone pointed him towards Catholic Charities. He was behind in his rent, I think, two months. So we helped him out. We cleared his back rent, which that takes a huge load off the person's mind. And he was able to get a job. And I think really he was able to get a job because he could go in there without this huge weight on your shoulders. And we've helped single moms do that. And you These know, are one, this is one life at a time. Yes, it is really one life at a time. But it's a way for – I know – I have a friend who who advances every once in a while a couple of thousand dollars to somebody he knows who's in need. Mm-hmm. And this is a way of doing that for anybody, anybody, and you'll take care of who's in need. Exactly. So if anybody is out there listening, they can go to ccoc.org. And there's a donation tab, I assume, somewhere yes, there, too. there is. And you can tap the donation tab, and it'll guide you through how to give all your millions of dollars or <laughs> your tens of dollars to the organization. What else would be important for us to know, because we're going to be running low on time here soon, about Catholic Charities? What else do you do? Because you do a whole bunch of things. We do a lot of things. things. We do uh, lots of different things during the year. Uh, one of the things that is really special is at Christmas we adopt a whole bunch of families. And what you don't realize is we also got this year from Santa Margarita High School, they donated Christmas trees. And that's something all of us really take for granted, a Christmas tree, whether we get a real one or an artificial one. Well, we gave out these trees and the letters we received back from people. It just just makes you cry. So many of these people have never had a Christmas tree. And they've didn't get one because they didn't have any decorations. And you see the pictures that they sent us with them with the decorated tree and the kids around it. That makes it all worthwhile uh, for what we do. And it's just helping people in any way we can. 
So the the program today is highlighting the 14 stations of the cross that are going to be playing two stations at a time each day for Holy Week. Uh, if they go to CCOC, they can uh, go to the events tab at ccoc.org. Go to the events tab, and they can do walking with Christ. With Christ. And they can do that each day for the next six days after this, so seven days. Right. And they'll be able to see the highlights of what's going on at Catholic Charities, but they also can donate. There, it costs nothing to go to do this, but there is a hope that some people will give, because this is substituting for your gala fundraiser. It, it is. And we're hoping that some people will give some money. If you are in need... There is also information there as to how to apply for and Contact help. us, yes. Please do. And if you are in the flush and you have money that you would like to give, there's also ways to do that there. Uh, Ellen, I want to thank you very much for coming in. We have been talking to Ellen Roy, Executive Director for Catholic Charities of Orange County, and I think it would be good for us to pray a little bit for the success yes, of this. Yes, thank you. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. And to all of our listening audience, we ask you please to join in. Dear Lord, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to talk a little bit about what Catholic Charities of Orange County does for the people around us, for your call to help serve. That Again, that final exam question from Matthew 25, at the judgment of the sheep and the goats, the sheep on the one side, the goats on the other, is when I was hungry, did you feed me? When I was thirsty, did you give me drink? When I was naked, did you clothe me? When I was sick or in prison, did you visit me? And we are given that opportunity to say, yes, Lord, we did, by being able to empower those who are doing it on our behalf through Catholic Charities. So, Lord, we ask you, please, help empower those, inspire those who have money, $10, $20, a million dollars, inspire those who have the money to be able to empower Catholic Charities to do more, especially during this time of COVID when people are still suffering so much in our state of California in the Diocese of Orange. We ask you to be with each one of the people who are volunteering, and we ask you to inspire people to volunteer. They need more of those too. And those who are giving, those who are able to give of their foodstuffs, those who are able to give of their their extra, we ask you to inspire all these people to accomplish your will well. Glory be to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And if you would like to share this with anyone, especially if you would like to get people to uh, be part of this special Stations of the Cross video series, you can find this as a podcast shortly after it's been aired uh, by going to OCCatholic.com. OCCatholic.com is the website for the radio program that you're listening to. Orange County Catholic Radio, then, is under the radio tab. You can tap there, and it will pop up uh, as soon as it's been logged on, and you will be able to hear this, or you can send it to somebody else. If you would like to be part of the the video series Catholic Charities did, that, again, is at ccoc.org, and go to the Events tab, and you can be part. You can download and, and listen to those three and four-minute videos on the Stations of the Cross and be part of this event for Catholic Charities. Again, Ellen Roy, Executive Director for Catholic Charities of Orange County, thank you for being here. Thank you, Rick. I really appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, we thank you for listening, and we will see you again next week.